0: Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. bonjour <laughs> oh I am so grateful to be joining with you today I'm in Vermont it's a beautiful beautiful day here in the Green mountains of Vermont I feel so blessed very blessed I, I love I, I love to be outdoors I love the fresh air I love to sit outside and have all the windows open when I'm inside so I feel very blessed to be in Vermont in summertime, and uh, just enjoying the beauty of nature and have laptop will travel so i I get to take my work wherever I go. I can work from a tent or a plane or any other place, and I feel blessed and grateful that this is so yes well, let's dive right into a prayer here so I Place my hand on my heart and I give thanks for the power and the presence of love, the love of God leading us, the love of God informing us. So grateful and thankful to consciously attune and recognize the wholeness of love as our very nature. We're grateful and thankful to give ourselves over to an uninterrupted flow of divine love and wisdom, true clarity peace and harmony. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves a time of healing. We are coming together for this holy purpose of remembering and recognizing the truth of our being is perfect love now and forever. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we make this time a healing time and we allow the healing to simply be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Whew, that feels good. One thing I'm going to mention, because I keep forgetting it, is, (laughs) I'm just going to mention it right up front, is that we now have these free text messages that you can sign up for, and people are loving them. They're loving them. And so we have a number of different kinds of text messages you can sign up for. A Course in Miracles inspiration, inspiration from me. And uh, then if you're in classes with me, you can get class reminders. And sometimes we have special events or special offers. And so you can sign up for all of them. You can go to A C I M texts. Dot com, acimtexts.com, or from your phone, you can send to this number, 35227, you send the word miracles to 35227, and that will enroll you, start the enrollment process, and you can just do it in a matter of seconds to from your phone, if you'd like to, so I'm Sharing that opportunity with you. And our, our our topic this week is faith, belief, and vision, which comes from the text. And one thing I am so grateful for is my willingness to have a strong faith that I have put Attention on that, and it has brought me so much reward. Uh, it's what I, I talk about in Masterful Living, my year long course. I'll talk about it in Finding Freedom, my boot camp class. We can prove God, we can prove spiritual principle, we can learn to live by faith by proving the value, the efficacy of living by faith. And so that's what I decided to do, and it was the best investment ever of my time, energy, and effort. But it did require real attention, energy, and effort. Because whenever we have worry, doubt, fear, jealousy, anger, shame, blame, Regret, resentment, hurt, all of these upsetting feelings, then what's happened is we've placed our faith in the ego, and that's why we feel upset. So, Course in Miracles tells us early on in the workbook, Lesson 5, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And the reason that we're never upset for the reason we think is we always think that we're upset because of something we see in the world, which is not divine vision. It's ego vision. And so we feel upset because of our interpretation of what we think we see in the world. So you can see it's it's a, a delusion of an illusion is what's causing the upset. It's because we've placed our faith in the ego. And the way to heal that habit and those beliefs is to place our faith in spirit. And we've all been trained to place our faith in ego. So it's a very entrenched habit. Fortunately, our willingness is all that's required to break that habit. And when you're willing, you can. Because one with God is the majority. And it works. And that's why I call it proving God. Because when we do it, we prove it to ourselves, and now we know it. So we're looking at chapter 21, section 3. And it's my page 451 faith, belief, and vision. And it starts off with all special relationships have sin as their goal. Well, what does that mean? All special relationships have sin as their goal. I've done so many, so many episodes of this radio broadcast about relationships. So, one thing I can tell you. If you're interested in the topic of relationship and healing relationship, these radio broadcasts are a great resource for that. We're coming up on the 300th episode next month. What? 300 episodes. As we're just completing the sixth year. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe it, actually. Almost every week for the last... Six years, we've done this radio broadcast. And, hmm, yeah, just giving thanks for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things that we've done at com, where we have so many free, living, uh, free A Course in Miracles resources like the A Course in Miracles app and the text messages and the classes and the study group support and the calendar and all these different things, um, is uh, we have a radio show section. And in there you can very easily search for a keyword. Like relationship and then you'll see all the relationship episodes and there are so many of them and you can easily get the download there. Of course, you can always subscribe to the podcast of the radio show, which just means it's so easy then from your phone or your iPad, uh, from whatever device you, if you're listening on an iPod, you can easily download all the episodes and search for them in your own device. But there on the livingatcourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio page, you can search for relationship and you can also see the transcripts because we're actively transcribing the episodes. So all special relationships have sin as their goal. As their goal. So what does that mean? It means that all special relationships, which are ego based relationships, where we're trying to get something, it's the, the special relationship is, is really uh, a great way of saying, I feel incomplete and this special relationship helps me to feel complete. It's codependency. So all codependent relationships have sin as their goal. Their goal. So the goal is to make us feel less complete. Just think of that. See, that's the insanity of the ego. And it's so clearly available for us to see in special relationship. We think the goal of a special relationship is completion. Right? You love me, you validate me, you live with me, you validate me, you appreciate me, you validate me, you complete me. But underneath the surface, if we look a little more deeply, what that whole premise is based on is you're incomplete. You of yourself are not perfect. You of yourself are not good enough. You of yourself are incomplete and you are lacking. You have limitation built into your very beingness. That's the affirmation that we make when we compromise ourselves and enter into a special relationship. That this person is going to make me feel complete. It could be this person this cat this dog this job my boss my employees whatever it is that is the the hallmark of that particular special relationship my child right makes me feel complete so when we allow ourselves to keep that premise active in our relationships, then we are affirming by means of the relationship our incompleteness, our lack and limitation. And so the relationship becomes the ego's best tool to keep us continuously not feeling good enough. And this is why a wise person on a spiritual path will absolutely no longer entertain special relationship. Will do everything they can to release the attachments of special relationships. I perform this task, I serve this purpose, I have this job, I have this role, I have this title, therefore I'm special. Specialness is the weapon of the ego for our self-destruction. It entices us all the time, doesn't it? I'm so glad that I began to see that thanks to A Course in Miracles helped me to see oh, specialness. I, I uh, you know, when I um, long before I found A Course in Miracles I had, as many of us do especially spiritual students I had simultaneously an attraction and an aversion to specialness. So as long as I believed I was incomplete, I was seeking specialness to compensate. And uh, we were talking about this in Masterful Living class last night, that one of the reasons why people are so focused on doing and accomplishment. Of course, it's a form of self-medication. It's a form of distraction to keep us from having time to feel our feelings, to know our feelings, to experience our feelings. Of course, that's an aspect of it. We all know that. However, it's also, I am worthy of love and validation and your good opinion because I have accomplished so much. The doing, doing, doing. So that's one of the things that we can look at here in terms of our faith, belief, and vision. If we are putting our faith in the ego's determination that the more I do, the better I am. The more I accomplish The more lovable I am, the more I can show to the world as bright and shiny objects of my accomplishment, the more value I have to other people, to myself, to God, to life. If that's our thinking, we're literally in it, well, in a very real sense of it. Intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, that kind of thinking, looking for specialness and validation, doing, doing, doing in order to have a sense of fullness through accomplishment, it's like digging a grave. It's like digging an ego grave to bury ourselves in. And inevitably will come the day when we realize that everything we've accomplished is meaningless. Because the only accomplishments that are meaningful are when we can join together in love and have compassion and be joyful and be harmonious and not have any sense of lack or limitation. As we were talking about it in class last night, I... You know, I just love Masterful Living. We we're doing such deep healing work in that class, and the next one will start in uh, January of 2018. You'll be able to register in uh, probably late uh, mid October. Um, hmm. Just feeling so much love for the brave souls who are doing the deep work in masterful living. And we were talking about how the people we know in our life that do accomplish beautiful things or considerable number of things, do we love them any more because of their accomplishments? No, we don't. So then why would we seek love and approval via accomplishment? You see how, just feel that, when we're seeking love and approval, validation and affirmation from our accomplishments... We're actually affirming our unworthiness, our essential, fundamental unworthiness is what we're believing. So we're placing our faith in the ego's ability to heal us, heal our unworthiness by means of our accomplishment. That's where our faith is when we're doing, doing, doing in order to get approval. It's always going to backfire on us. It can't do any other thing. And yet, what, what I am so grateful that I can see in my life now is, um, I, as anyone who's paying attention to to me <laughs> at, a, at any kind of a really attentive level, uh, people always say to me, oh, you do so much. And... I do. I do quite a bit. And I frequently will pause and ask myself, what what is the reason for doing this? What is the purpose for doing this? And I trained myself to notice when I was doing anything to get somebody else's approval or validation and to stop. Stop. And turn it over to spirit not to go from that motivation. To go from a place that I can only describe as a feeling. It's a feeling, it's in my heart, it's in my belly, it's in my my chakras, it's a feeling that I have of alignment. It's a feeling of balance and harmony that yes, this is the thing for me to do. And I have a fair number of conversations with my team because the only way I can accomplish so much is to have a, a large team of staff, paid staff, which is why your donations are so helpful and valuable to us. That's the only way we could ever, ever be able to offer all these free things and so many of them. But I... On a regular basis, I will have conversations with my staff, and sometimes it will be suggested, well, let's do more of this because that will bring more income, or let's do less of that because that doesn't seem to be as popular. Um, And that's not how I make decisions. I don't make decisions from gathering the evidence and looking at the facts. I still love to look at statistics like, ooh, how many people signed up for the text messages this week or how many people downloaded the radio show last month. I appreciate looking at those things and I'm, I'm grateful to see them. However, that's not how I make my decisions. That's not how I make my decisions. I make my decisions by how it feels. And does it feel in alignment with the vision for my life? So one of the things that I began to do a lot of uh, when I was training to be a practitioner in the agape community and became a practitioner in the agape community, uh, I began to... just seeing an ant here. Oh! crawling on my arm oh. <laughs> trying to pick it up and take it outside you'll be so much happier outside dude <laughs> oh trying to do that and oh there you go yeah just this I say to the bug sometimes Mikasa not su casa no oh, you have the whole outdoors dude yeah you'll be happier there uh <laughs> Life with the doors and windows open. Okay. Uh, in the country. Um, so making decisions from that place of being divinely guided and led. So we learn how to feel it. I learned how to feel it. Some people get their spiritual guidance. It comes auditorily. They hear a voice. That's not me. Occasionally I hear a voice. Um, I get ideas and thoughts all the time. But there's a a sense of congruency with my vibration, with my heart, with my belly, that I feel. And that's how I know, yes, move forward with this. No, don't move forward with that. And so it, it took me a, a willingness to have the courage to place my faith and trust in spirit rather than the intellect, because the intellect is really and truly a vehicle for the ego, right? The the spirit doesn't need the intellect. It operates from the heart. So, boy... We've only read one sentence so much from this section, faith, belief, and vision. All special relationships have sin as their goal. What is the sin? The greatest sin in this world is the belief that we're not good enough, that God makes junk. It's the belief that anything that we've done or not done could somehow make us less than holy. Less than perfect. That's what sin is. That's really what it is. It's that belief. So all special relationships have sin as their goal because all special relationships have this foundational premise to them, which is you are not already whole, perfect, and complete. You need this job this dog, this cat, this person, this child, this parent, this whatever, in order to be perfect, whole, and complete. So the sin is the affirmation of our incompleteness. It says, all special relationships have sin as their goal. For special relationships are bargains with reality toward which the seeming union is adjusted. So we're going to join with the person rather than recognize our oneness and union in God. It says, forget not this. To bargain is to set a limit. And any brother with whom you have a limited relationship, you hate. Whoa. What? So... It says, you may attempt to keep the bargain in the name of fairness, sometimes demanding payment of yourself, perhaps more often of the other. Thus, in the fairness, you attempt to ease the guilt that comes from the selected purpose of the relationship. And that is why the Holy Spirit must change its purpose to make it useful to him And harmless to you. So the special relationship is always going to be demanding payment. Just think about that. Think about the relationships you have that are challenging. All right? Think of a particular relationship you have that's challenging. Maybe it's gut wrenching. Can you? see in your experience of the relationship that you are trying to keep the relationship fair. It's not fair that they don't do this. It's not fair that I do this and they don't have to. It's not fair. I do so much more than they do, right? You see that conversation of fairness in there Can you see how you're participating in the relationship? And whether you say it and speak it out loud or not, that you're looking for validation. You're looking for payment. Hey, I'm keeping score. I did all these things and you have not done very much at all. So you owe me, right? There's the payment factor. Or you did these things for me, I didn't do so much for you, I owe you. So you have to put up with my stuff, or I have to put up with your stuff, because we owe each other. And there's a score that's being kept. Turn it all over to the Holy Spirit, that's the answer. There's no way to make it right. If you, if you're trying to make it right by yourself and make the relationship holy by yourself, if you're trying to even the score by yourself through having conversations and negotiations, that's exactly what this section is talking about here. Well, good Lord. There's no end to that, because the ego's in charge. It does not wish to succeed in having a holy relationship. It doesn't know how. That premise is actually unacceptable to the ego. And you could spend 40, 50, 60 years trying to negotiate that and never succeed. Give it all over to the Holy Spirit and follow the Holy Spirit's promptings and guidance. You'll be amazed. So you see, if you're trying to work it out yourself, where's your faith? It's in the ego. Where's your belief? You need to do it because you're separate from God. God is not trustworthy. God is angry at you for having left God and relegated God to the back seat. So God is going to hurt you and punish you and jump all over you. You cannot trust God. You cannot put God in charge of your relationship. God kills people. God takes people away. God ruins relationships. Don't put God in charge of your relationship. Boy, oh boy. Gosh, I have so much more to share on this topic. It's just pouring on it in. And I have to say, a lot of this, I never even thought I'd be talking about. Oh, you know, spirit. You tricky, tricky spirit. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But I just think it's funny how things don't come out the way I thought they would. Not that I had a plan. I didn't have a plan, but my plan was no plan. I'm grateful to be sharing with you today. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're living the love. We're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio. Hey, and don't forget... You can sign up for those text messages, acimtext.com or to the number 35227, text the word miracles. And we'll get you signed up for those free text messages. Ah. Well, I'm going to take this break here and I'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about faith, belief, and vision. It's the Section 3 in Chapter 21. And we're talking about special relationship, codependent relationship, and recognizing that, uh, as A Course in Miracles tells us very clearly, that our relationships are the best tool that spirit has to help us come into our right mind because the consistent experience of lack and limitation that special relationships provide us become the pain that pushes us to finally stop placing our faith and trust in the ego and to begin to place it in spirit. But I feel it's so important for us to really look at and to understand that the belief that uh, God thinks of us as a sinner and that we're not good enough, something's wrong with us, we're bad, uh, that. We can't place our trust and faith in God because we have been mean and cruel and vicious and and we are guilty, guilty, guilty of so many sins that how can we place our trust in God? God is going to use our trust and faith as a way to smack down and punish us For all our transgressions. So this is the great thing that Jesus came to teach us is that God has no need to forgive us or punish us because God does not perceive that we have committed any sins or wrongdoing. And the way that karma works is really that it is done unto us as we believe. And that, yes, if we have done, uh, cruel and unkind things, we may, we will experience somehow, some way, the effect of that until we forgive ourselves. And everything that we forgive of our brothers and sisters in this world is our self-forgiveness. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness because there's only one. So when we forgive the person who seems to have forgotten us or neglected us or shamed us, when we stop judging them, we are giving up the judgments and the attack thoughts about ourselves For having done similar kinds of things. That's how it works in this world. So that's why our salvation comes through forgiving our brothers and sisters. Which means giving up all the judgments that we've held against them. Yes. So the Holy Spirit will change the purpose of our relationship from special, ego-based... (laughs) Torture based <laughs> to spirit based healing is the function that the Holy Spirit will put as the one goal our holiness. So we just put the Holy Spirit in charge of it, and then the healing starts. And as it says in the section in, uh, chapter 17 on the healed relationship, the temptation when the relationship starts to transform to the Holy Spirit's purpose, and we never know how it's going to transform. It could be two friends become spouses. It could be two spouses Become friends. We don't know how it's going to transform, but we give it to the Holy Spirit to turn it into the highest and best vehicle for our awakening. But we won't do that unless our faith is in love. And love, when we place our faith in love to heal us, then the healing really moves to a quantum level. So let's just do that. Let's put our faith in love and love's ability to heal us. So one of the wonderful ways to do that is when there's a difficulty in a relationship. Is I had no idea this was going to be so much about relationship. When there is a difficulty about relationship, to be able to say, I'll go first. I'll go first and drop my judgments. I'll go first and extend compassion. I'll go first and be patient and kind. I'll go first and be generous. Then we're aligning with spirit. Then we're aligning with God. God is the infinite giver. You can't outgive God. But when we're thinking, hmm, I'm going to let them go first. I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what they'll give up before I am willing to give an inch. Well, then we're aligned with ego and we're back to keeping score, back to affirming lack and limitation. So the more we affirm limitation and lack, the more we experience it. And this is why people who have tremendous wealth can still feel such an intense sense of lack because it just doesn't have, it doesn't get filled up by money. Our prosperity is not about money. Our abundance is not about money. And we can learn this and discover it and live it. And then we can experience True prosperity. It's quite beautiful and amazing. I, years ago, decided I wished to have only holy relationships. And so my relationships really began to transform. And each one transformed in its own unique way. And you get to really see how willing are you. Where are your Where is your faith being placed? So it says, If you accept this change, the change of the holy relationship, you have accepted the idea of making room for truth. The source of sin is gone. Isn't that great? Get rid of the special relationship. The source of sin is gone. You may imagine that you still experience its effects, but it is not your purpose And you no longer want it. No one allows a purpose to be replaced while he desires it. For nothing is so cherished and protected as is a goal the mind accepts. So this is why in our daily practice, in our daily walking the talk, we're really focusing on what's my goal. Is this going to help me towards my goal? Well, I say go for the highest goal the highest affirmation that you can possibly hold. And I I just can't see, really, why we wouldn't hold as our aspiration the goal of waking up and living as the Christ, demonstrating the Christ, finding the Christ in our mind and sharing it with everyone. The only reason we wouldn't do that, really, is because we like suffering in some way, we like being in charge and control, and certainly the ego does, or we are more enamored of being managing and controlling other people, and we don't trust that we can be led and guided. So therein, again, A Course in Miracles helps us so much by reminding us that when there's doubt... The doubt is really in ourselves and not in anyone else. The doubt is always self-doubt. When we doubt God, when we doubt another person, we're we're doubting ourselves, we're doubting the ego. Of course, the ego is never trustworthy. So when we place our trust and faith in someone else's ego, well... It could could very well be faith misplaced, right? Anytime we place our faith and trust in the ego, it's faith misplaced. So I I have um, frequent conversations with people who are uh, feeling deeply wounded because they believe someone betrayed their trust. But if I place my faith in someone else's ego, well... Why would I blame them or their ego? I am the one who placed my faith in their ego. And this is where one of the biggest places where people are challenged to forgive. They're so challenged to forgive when they feel betrayed by another person. And I've i had thousands of conversations with people about this, and I have to say that time and time again, it's so clear that the person they're really angry with is themselves for placing their trust and faith in someone else's ego. I'm going to invite you to turn within right now and see if you can see where you are so angry or disappointed at somebody else and what they've done or not done. And then in that situation, can you see, can you feel that you placed your faith and trust in their ego instead of in God? When people represent themselves to us as their ego, and we don't have... We could say the sense or the willingness, strength of mind and character to recognize, oh, this person is coming to me as an ego, not as someone who's living from their heart. We can see that as a cry for love and compassion. But very often if we're trying to get something from them, We may make a deal with their ego. So this I see all the time. And then their ego lets us down. And then we're angry because their ego let us down. But the ego always lets us down. Making a deal with the ego, you could say, is like making a deal with the devil. (laughs) I don't believe in the devil. But... It's making a deal with crazy thoughts. Why would I do that? Unless I was trying to manipulate someone. And when I'm doing that, I'm affirming that God is not my provider. God is not my protector. God is not my source. I'm making this person's ego my protector, my provider, my source. So who am I really mad at? Yeah, of course, I'm mad at my own decision-making. Haven't I already experienced so many times what it's like to be deeply hurt and disappointed by an experience of making someone's ego my protector, my provider, my source? Why am I not learning from that? Why am I repeating the same errors? Why? And I say that not as a victim, but really, what's, what's that about? Why is that so appealing to me, to keep repeating the same painful experience? These are the questions that the Holy Spirit will answer for us. Yes. And... One of the ways to keep us from falling into these low vibrational decisions is to keep making high vibrational choices. So that's why looking for the most loving choice, training ourselves to hold a vision of love for our life, for our work, for our relationships, for our body. And then we'll be... Attracting because like attracts like, will be attracting higher and higher vibrational choices. Higher and higher vibrational people. Yes. So, if you accept this change, you've accepted the idea of making room for truth. And the change, of course, is from the special relationship to the holy relationship. The source of sin is gone. You may imagine that you still experience its effects, but it is not your purpose. And you no longer want it. No one allows a purpose to be replaced while he desires it, for nothing is so cherished and protected as is a goal the mind accepts. This it will follow, grimly or happily, but always with faith and with the persistence that faith inevitably brings. The power of faith is never recognized if it's placed in sin, but it's always recognized if it's placed in love. Why is it so strange to you that faith can move mountains? This is indeed a little feat for such a power. For faith can keep the Son of God in chains as long as he believes he's in chains. And when he is released from the chains, it will be simply because he no longer believes in them. Withdrawing faith that they can hold him and placing it in his freedom instead. It is impossible to place equal faith in opposite directions. You can't ride two horses going in opposite directions. What faith you give to sin you take away from holiness. And what you offer holiness has been removed from sin. So this is so, so helpful to us. That When we're suffering, when we're striving, when life is difficult, where is our faith? This is the question that I've learned to ask myself throughout my days. Where is my faith? When I feel disturbed, even slightly irritated, where is my faith? Let me remove it from the ego's thought patterns and projections and place it in the Holy Spirit. That's the path of healing and happiness. And isn't it amazing and wonderful that all throughout our day, every time we misplace our faith in the ego, we start to feel disturbed, irritated, sad, angry, jealous, hurt, depressed. And so then that's how we know that. Ding, 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 ding. The divine alarm clock is going off, letting us know we have misplaced our faith and we can choose again. Faith and belief, it says. Faith and belief and vision are the means by which the goal of holiness is reached. Through them, the Holy Spirit leads you to the real world and away from all illusions where your faith was laid. This is His direction, the only one He ever sees. And when you wander, He reminds you there is but one. The Holy Spirit's faith. And his belief and vision are all for you. They're all for you. They're for you. For you, with you, never against you. And when you have accepted them completely instead of yours, your faith and belief in the ego, you will have need of them no longer. For faith and vision and belief are meaningful only before the state of certainty is released. released reached! <laughs> In heaven, they are unknown, yet heaven is reached through them. So faith, vision, and belief. These are like the steps on the ladder to our awakening. Isn't that beautiful? It is, it is, it is. Oh, one thing I'd like to mention is um, we're having a, a... ever more interest in my spiritual counseling certification program and part of that certification program is my spiritual counseling intensive it looks like the next one will be in august i'm hoping to announce it this week and uh did i say august i meant october and uh the Spiritual Counseling Certification Program is open to everyone and anyone. So is the intensive. You don't have to be part of the certification program to come to one of my intensives. These are deeply healing. They are profoundly healing. They are extraordinary. It's truly an intensive and so I know many people have questions they're interested in understanding what these programs and events are all about so I'm doing a free Q&A with people who are in the certification program people who've gone to the intensives so they can answer your questions along with me and we're going to do it together and that is uh, tomorrow July Wealth. What I'm inviting you to do is to register for it. If you go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, you can sign up for that. And uh, if you can't join us live and bring your questions, then you will surely get the download and the replay later. So that's if you have any interest in developing your intuitive skills, your listening skills, your communication skills. If you have an interest in possibly improving your counseling skills or becoming a spiritual counselor, we have all kinds of professionals who come: professional coaches and therapists of many different backgrounds, nurses, all kinds of people, grandparents, all. Kinds of people, and you are welcome to come and join us to increase your skills and to have a deep, 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 deep healing experience. Um, So check it out. My free Q and A about the spiritual counseling certification program, and I'm sure we'll answer questions about the intensive as well. So grateful to join with you today. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude and pray our way out of here. We take this breath and we open our hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit and we declare that we are worthy of holy relationships and we are willing. We are willing to surrender the belief in sin and specialness. We are willing to walk the talk of love and to look for the highest and best choices in our life. We are grateful and thankful to call forth emotional healing, mental healing, etheric healing. We are calling forth physical healing and and opening our hearts and minds to receive it. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you.